Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Basically, it is about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, guests, family come on the show, and we basically just kiki about whatever the topic of the episode is. And so today, I actually have someone who is a relationship coach. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. So hello, my name is Allison from Aligned with Allison, and I am a dating and relationship coach. I particularly work with women who are in their 30s, early 40s to help them find the partner that they deserve. Okay, so I'm really excited to get into this conversation with you just because I know there are plenty of people out there, like I myself am in my 30s, you know, I'm dating, plenty of people out there dating, and sometimes you just want to know, like, am I doing something wrong, you know, those type of things, and so, you know, that's exactly what I want to get into with you today, but before we go ahead and get into all of that, you know, let's go ahead and kick off the show with our Drink With Coco, and so as you guys know, the Drink With Coco is recommended by the guest, and so Allison recommended um, Bailey's on the rocks. And so I've never had Bailey's before. So how, like, what even turned you on to this drink? So, uh, the issue is, is that I'm not a drinker, right? So I'm a little bit of a punk. <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> of alcohol too, too much. So I needed something that was going to be sweet and I couldn't depend on chasers, right? Because if you go to order a drink, you never know how much juice, or how much soda that the bartender is going to give you. So I need to have a drink that's going to be consistently sweet, so I don't really feel the alcohol too, too much. And I used to bartend back in my college days, so I would give a little sip to, to little things. Yeah. And I found Bailey's Child, and I love me some Bailey's. That's probably the only thing that I drink, even though I hear that it's old now, and only aunties in their 50s drink Bailey's. But <laughs> it's my drink, and that's what I'm going to drink for the rest of my life. Well, I don't mind it. So I actually mixed mine with just some coffee. And I think like maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday, maybe you're trying to get your day going. And so you get like a little sip before you leave out, but you get a burst of energy from the coffee. So um, that was my take on with the Baileys or whatever. But I think it's very like it mixes very well with the coffee. So yeah, that's like a very popular combination with the iced coffee. But I just go with my Baileys with chip ice. That's what I like. Okay, okay. Well, I think it's a great recommendation. So you guys go ahead, try it out. Um, I'll be sure to put the ingredients in the show notes. So look out for that. And if you try it, go ahead and hashtag Kikiing with Coco and uh, tag Kikiing with Coco. So again, you know, I appreciate you recommending this drink and y'all try it out. So now that we got our drink going, we're going to go ahead and move into the word on the street. And so word on the street, like, is just pretty much like the pop culture segment. You get just like a couple topics, not too many, you know, but just kind of talk about some current events that's going on. And, you know, with COVID going on, a lot of people haven't been able to travel much this year. Mm -hmm. You know, you haven't been able to see, we haven't been able to see a lot of our 
friends and family due to not being able to travel. And so for Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday, she decided to rent out this jumbo private jet. Mm-hmm. All of her family had to like quarantine, family and friends had to quarantine for the 14 days prior and get COVID tests. And she took them to a private island and basically just turned up where they could, you know, just mingle and be close and just like in pre-COVID fashion. And so yeah. I think that's super dope, you know, to be able to do something like that. I mean, the level of money is ridiculous <laughs> astronomical so my understanding is that she was on a private 777 i've never even heard of a 777 jet before <laughs> so just the level of prestige and the level of money i mean it's just above and beyond but it's her birthday mm-hmm. her family has earned however they may have earned it they've earned their money and so right. if they want to you know if they want to celebrate that way once they're being safe then i guess by all means mm-hmm yeah, I think that, um, yeah, like you said, if that's how you want to celebrate, that's how you want to spend your money, then so be it as long as y'all are being safe, because I feel like there have been so many celebrities during par- doing parties and stuff during this time, and you see pictures, no one has on masks, but then when you ask them about it, they're like, oh, we just took the mask off for the photo op or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but did you really? hmm Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, I think it's kind of misleading, you know, if these rich and famous people are still having parties. And then, of course, a lot of them will turn around and have COVID. And then you got these regular folks just out here turning up, partying like nobody's business. And then we can't get the COVID numbers down. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And especially in regards to the wedding that occurred recently on um, Housewives of Atlanta with Cynthia Mm. Bailey. It was the same thing. You have hundreds of people who are together attending this wedding. And my understanding is that Bravo refused to cover the wedding because they believed that they were not following the appropriate protocol. I recently had my own wedding. I had to change completely, change gears for having an 85 plus person wedding to having an eight person wedding, you know? So it's a it, it's kind of hurts your feelings when you are the one who's always doing the right thing and you're following the rules and regulations and so you're limited on what you can do and then you're watching folks with um this privilege who are just spitting in the face of the rules and the policies that are put in place to protect all of us right yeah i definitely think it's unfortunate and so i'm over in the uk and so their rules are a lot more stringent than they are in the states you know, if people are coming over here, they have to quarantine for 14 days. And, you know, people are like, well, are they actually tracking it? And I'm like, yes. every location you go to, they make you either, you know, sign something saying that you were there or they have like the little, um, you know, the thing you can scan with your phone or whatever mm-hmm. and you can just do it digitally. And so I'm like, they really are tracking folks, you know, um, once you come into the country. So if you're going to come... It's like you need to have your money prepared to stay in a hotel for those 14 days. You know, if you don't have anybody that you can stay with, but then whoever you stand with got a quarantine with you as well for them 14 yep. So it's almost like you might as well not come because who really got two weeks to just sit in the house? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Who, who can afford that? But again, we're not talking about regular folks like you and I, you know, right. middle class folks who are working 
um, in traditional ways, we're talking about folks who are in a position to take two weeks off or pretend to or claim to right. take two weeks off right after while the rest of us are being monitored closely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I can appreciate Kim Kardashian actually taking the precaution to, you know, celebrate in the way that she did, um, basically making sure people were safe and I mean, I, I feel like you can't get no safer. You literally mm-hmm. had a private jet where everybody's been quarantined. They've been tested, you know, so it's just like you have no way of possibly contracting this and spreading it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they follow the rules when they return. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I'm sure they have to um, quarantine once they get back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, I'm I'm a Beyonce fan. I don't I don't know about you. You? I am a fan of her music and her talent. I think that the Beehive can be over the top, mm. and sometimes I, I think she's even said through her publicist like sometimes borderline abusive to others online. Uh, but mm. I'm a fan of her as a performer. I don't think that we have another performer in our generation that can top or will top her. Yeah. So um, I am a Beyonce fan. I made it to my first, and I'm going to say it's a Beyonce concert, even though it was the On The Run tour concert, but I was in Korea. I saw they were going on tour and I was like, oh, I wonder are they going to have an Asian tour, but of course not. So then I saw they had one in Europe. And I hit my friend up. I was like, oh, are you going? And she was like, yeah. I said, okay, I'm about to book my flight. And then we'll worry about the tickets later. But (laughs) I was like, I'm coming, girl. And then um, when she dropped the first uh, Ivy Park with Adidas, I was just like, I got to get something. I really didn't think I was going to get anything because I didn't get it like as soon as it dropped. It was like a couple of days. And I was like, oh, she did drop. Let me go check out. And so I ordered a jogging suit and um, some of the track shoes. But I ended up having to sell my track shoes because I didn't realize what size I was getting in the UK. And so, they mm. were, and I had to sell them. And so I'm selling them on the website and you know, the company is trying to make money as well. So I'm like, you know, I at least want to get my money back. I'm not really looking to make a profit off of this. Mm-hmm. And so this was like when the um, quarantine, like lockdown and all that first happened and this girl said to me, she she sends a message and she says, hey, do you think you could lower the price? I really want these shoes. You know, the pandemic is, you know, really messing with my coins. And I'm just like, it ain't that messing, serious, honey. Right. If it's messing with your coins, you don't need to prioritize a pair of shoes. You need exactly. to prioritize rent and food. Exactly. I'm like, well, girl, you don't need to be on this site trying to buy anything. So I cannot sell you these shoes in good conscience knowing that you might be struggling over there. So mm-hmm. let me save this for somebody who just want to spend this two fifteen, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I did sell them, and so with the new Ivy Park that she dropped this past weekend, I think on Thursday or Friday she mm-hmm. dropped it, and so I was already with my cart set up, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm about to buy, I'm about to buy this stuff, and then I thought about it. So my birthday is this month, so. I've also been spending money on gifts for myself. And I'm just like, you know, let's just be responsible here and 
you know, let me not order this stuff. So I didn't. But then today, quick, quick little finger press send, and now I got a pair of shoes coming. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to stay away, but I didn't order everything that I was originally going to order. I just got the shoes. So I'm like, okay, the shoes are fine. Anything mm-hmm. else would be overkill. Yep. Well, I'm glad that you're celebrating your birthday and you're not allowing this um, COVID situation to put a damper. I know for so many people starting from March and still continuing for the remainder of the year, they've just had to find different ways to celebrate. So Mm -hmm. it was Zoom parties and then it was outdoors where we have to be the six feet away and then it's sneaking into underground clubs, which has become real popular in New York recently. So I'm glad that you found a way to still enjoy mm-hmm. and to treat yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm appreciative for my friends because the UK actually is going on a lockdown starting Thursday. So mm-hmm. whatever plans they originally had for my birthday are now canceled. So I'm just like, you know, that's fine. Because I think mm-hmm. two of my other friends had birthdays during, well, one was actually during the lockdown and the second one was right after. So okay. we both, we celebrated both of those birthdays. And so I'm like, it'll be no different for my birthday. So I'm all ready for whatever birthday plans may ensue. It may just be me and one other person, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you're having fun and you feel celebrated and loved and appreciated, that's all that matters. Exactly. And so now that we done kind of got the, you know, pop culture out the way, give y'all a little dose. We going to go into the hot cup of cocoa. Which is why Allison is here. To talk about her, you know, field of expertise, dating, how to meet your mate. And one of the things that we as single people run into while we're dating is, you know, what are we doing wrong? And so, you know, Allison, you want to go ahead and just start that off yeah sure so when working with my clients i've come to the realization that there are a lot of key repeat offenses right Mm -hmm. that women are making and especially in light of covid a lot of women especially those in their 30s and 40s are resistant to online dating now 20 years ago I can understand and appreciate that because everything was questionable about online. Before Facebook, it was like, I don't even want to post a picture of myself because someone's going to edit my photo and put it on a naked. Remember all of that? Yeah. And so now online has become a lot more comfortable. And now we turn to the internet to take care of almost all of the services that we need. But a lot of women in their 30s and 40s are still hesitant. And so one of the biggest mistakes that I find that women are making right now is that they are still resisting online dating. And if you are serious about finding the love and the partnership that you deserve, especially during this year of 2020, if you're not dating online, if you're not searching online or using the internet to find your partner, then the luck is limited. Like it's just the chances of you being able to find someone new is gonna be few and far between. A lot of us are working from home A lot of us are limiting our interactions with human beings. We may not even be going back to the gym. We're not going to the library. We're not going to the coffee shop. So how are you supposed to find someone 
if you're not interacting with people like we used to. Mm -hmm. So again, one of the biggest mistakes that women are making, especially those in their 30s and 40s, they are being resistant to online dating, which is not practical in the times that we're living in right now. So what dating apps would you recommend for people to use? Mm -hmm. So my initial recommendation is always an app that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, people are resistant to that because they say, I don't want to have to pay, right? Mm -hmm. However, relatively speaking, those who are paying for access are going to value it more than those who are not paying for access. That's everything in life. When you say you get what you pay for, right? When you tend to invest more money in a product, that product tends to be a higher quality than when you invest less or zero. So you're going to have, especially again, for women who are looking for legitimate partners, you're going to have less people looking for a hookup. Mm -hmm. You're going to have less people who are playing around. You're going to have less people who aren't focused. You're going to have more people who are looking for a legitimate connection. You're going to have more people who are not only looking for the hookup. You're going to have more serious candidates on apps that you have to pay for. So that's my number one recommendation is you start with the eHarmonies, you start with the match.coms because those are the ones that you're gonna find more dedicated people. Now, there still may be riffraff, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but we're just starting to sift through. We're starting the vetting process. And mm -hmm. so my highest recommendation are the apps you have to pay for. Okay, okay. So if you don't mind my asking, did you meet your husband through an app or was it like just the good old fashioned way? So that's a good question. And you don't have, don't, you don't never have to say, do you, do you mind? Like just ask. Okay. So I'm here. I'm, I'm an open book for anybody who asks. So I met him the old fashioned way. However, I know people are saying, well, how are you going to tell us? I met him the old fashioned way, but I met him when I was 18 years old. Okay. And if I were a single woman now, I would go through dating apps. So I met him when I was 18. We dated briefly. And then we both went to college where he went away and I stayed home. And okay. so it was just a mutual understanding. We kind of just drifted apart. It wasn't no beef or drama or anything of the sort. We drifted apart, but we maintained our friendship. I would write on his Facebook wall, happy birthday, like very light things. Yeah. And um, we both tend to be dating even after college, dating someone. And so the times weren't right for us to reconnect mm -hmm. romantically. And um, when the time was right, I was dating someone. I was with him for four years. It was not working out the way that I anticipated. We were not on the same page in terms of level of commitment. I wanted children. I wanted to be married. I wanted to buy a house. I wanted those next steps of adulthood. Right. And he wasn't there, at least with me. Mm -hmm. And this is no, you know, shade. Like, at least I wasn't the right one. And maybe he had more foresight than I did, right? Like, maybe mm -hmm. he knew, like, if we got married, this ain't going to work. Yeah. So he just either was unable or unwilling to match me to where I was. And so I decided to move right along. And that's when the timing was right. And I reconnected with my now husband. I reconnected with somebody I was dating before. So that's the story. Okay. Well, I like that. I'm, I'm never, well, my last episode, I did like going back to dating an ex or whatever. And I know a lot of people are against, you know, going back to an ex. And for me, I think of it as, you know, maybe circumstances made the relationship not work out. 
you know, not necessarily anything bad happened, like he cheated or bad communication, just maybe it wasn't good timing in either of you all's life, you know? Mm -hmm. and, um, so that's the take I take on going back to an ex. Now, if this is the ex that I was probably having some like hardcore issues with, I would not go back to them. Like mm -hmm. my ex-husband, I would never go back to him. My the other long-term relationship I had, good friends, but I would never be with him again. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I can tell you that what I recommend for my clients is something very close to what you already said. Um, and then in my own personal case, right? So mm -hmm. it was literally 12, 13 years later. We have grown as individuals. We are not the same people that we were when we were 18. Exactly. So that's number one, right? The, mm -hmm. the level of growth is just there. Then number two, again, it wasn't a, some big blow up you know, he cheated and I lied and it was nothing like that. It was just amicable. So yeah. what I recommend to people is that if you do have a legitimate ex who was a good partner, but the timing wasn't right, or it's been many years and you have evidence that they've grown out of whatever was problematic before, then I don't have any problem with anyone giving it a second try. Yeah. Well, my problem is, is the third try and the fourth try and the fifth try. Or my problem would be, that y'all broke up two weeks ago and with the second chance. Like what has changed in a small period of time that would logically allow you to say, I'm gonna give it a second chance. Mm. I would imagine it should take many months. It should take years. If there was a significant breakup for a defined reason, that means that that reason needs to be rectified before we should even consider getting back together. And I need proof to that. Right. So if, let's say the circumstances were, uh, let's see. The couple broke up because of um, the person had financial issues, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were living together and this person just could not get their finances right. It was a huge strain um, on me, let's say. And I was like, this, this ain't working. Like, you're not doing your part. I'm overwhelmed. I'm working two jobs. You're working half a job. You're playing video games. You're smoking weed. You're doing, you know, you're not focused. And I just, right. I cannot raise someone that's not my job yeah now three years down the line you've matured right the person who was irresponsible they've matured um and that was the only issue and you both want to give it a second try and you have the receipts <laughs> right <laughs> then give it a second try mm -hmm. so again i believe in second chances i don't believe in third four fifth six and i believe in second chances once you have proof and time that it makes sense to give the second chance and to give it a second go right Okay, okay. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So, okay, we got online dating. Y'all need to be open to online dating. It's okay to go back to an ex as long as time and, you know, growth has happened during that time. Yeah. Um, what else you got? So um, another concern or an issue that I see with my clients is that especially in light of social media and technology so back to that right like social media technology has so much to do with our everyday lives mm -hmm. uh, they are harping on what their ex is doing mm. right so they're like they may be over him or her romantically like maybe yeah. but they are looking at oh well oh no, he had a baby and we always i always asked him for a baby and he didn't want to have a baby with me what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. He got married and I was asking for marriage and he didn't want to get married to me. So what's wrong with me? So harping on not necessarily the romantic connection that they have with the ex, they maybe have moved on from that, 
but they're looking at the ex and they're looking at where they are in their lives and they're making themselves feel bad and they're lowering their own worth and self-esteem because they're not quote unquote where their ex is. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I've had, I just literally had this session with a client just Thursday and I said, sis, you need to keep in mind that people post on social media and share what they want to share. Mm. And many times we share our highlights. They're literally called highlights on Instagram. Right. We show our highlights. So you're seeing the wedding that was beautiful and you're seeing the baby and the shower and all these things that are magnificent. And you have no idea what lies beneath. You have no idea what the reality of the situation is. The new girlfriend, the new wife could be beating him up. They could be sleeping in separate beds. They mm -hmm. can have their finances are in ruin. They're about to divorce after six months. We don't know what the circumstances are. So for you to harp on and allow those things to affect your own self-esteem and your own self-worth, you don't know the truth. Mm -hmm. He can be telling you anything. Oh, she's so amazing. She doesn't. Okay, that's nice. But for sharing it with the world, whatever, however yeah. you got the information, and you're thinking that something must be wrong with you, but we don't know the truth of the matter. Yeah. So one of the mistakes that we make is looking at not only our exes, but looking at people's circumstance, talking about hashtag relationship goals, and we don't know what is really going on in their household. So to hold ourselves to this high standard of, well, what's wrong with me because everybody else has this perfection and I don't, Mm -hmm. Don't allow that to bring you down because we don't know what the truth is. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like, you know, celebrities are prime example of you can't be saying relationship goes to everything. You know, you got D Wade out here with a baby outside his marriage. You know what I'm saying? Jada Pinkett and Will Smith going through their little situation that they got going on. It's, it's so much, so many couples, famous couples for sure you know, going through these things publicly and y'all idolizing these couples. And then you feel away because a friend posting about their relationship or, you know, like you said, the ex is posting about where he is in his life and you feeling some type of way about it. And you just can't do that. You have to accept the process and be okay that your time will come when it's your time. Absolutely. When it's your time and when you've put in the work, right? Mm -hmm. So when I work with my clients, um, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, what I do is I help them find the partner that they deserve, but I'm not a female hitch, right? Like, so I don't have a book that has a list of all the eligible bachelors. Like that's not how my process works. How my process works is that when I work with clients, I help them first be self-reflective. We mm -hmm. need to figure out where you went wrong in your romantic relationship. And we're not harping on what he or she did wrong. We're talking about what we did. Because right. at the end of the day, even if that person is a devil, we chose them. We ignored the red flags. Mm -hmm. We continued that relationship. And so that speaks to something within us. Are we so desperate for love that we'll accept anything? Are we not sharp enough to pay attention to our intuition? There's something that we could have done, if not some things that mm -hmm. we could have done differently in order to either have avoided the relationship from the beginning because we saw that it was problematic or have exited the relationship immediately. So yeah. first is self-reflection, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're also talking about how can I make myself the best version of me? I think one of the problems that women have is that they have this laundry list of all of the qualifications that they're looking for in their mate. And they're not thinking, well, would this ideal man want me as I am right now? 
So I have 35 things listed and he has to have this, 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 forever and ever, right? But even if that ideal man walked right in front of you at the train or in the supermarket, would he look past you because you don't have his laundry list of qualifications? So we have to make sure that what we're looking for in our mate that we are not an exact match, that's not a realistic expectation necessarily, mm-hmm. but that we are compatible, that we are an appropriate Mix. equalizer, you know, to, yeah. to what they have, that we are compatible to what they have. So again, we have to self-reflect. Where did we go wrong so mm-hmm. that we don't make the same mistake over and over again? And how can we make ourselves more attractive? I and mean, we're not only talking about on the outside. It could be that too. We yeah. could be sprucing something up, whatever. But more importantly, we're talking about like personality traits, qualifications, like are we the best version of ourselves so that we can attract this ideal man? Right. So that's the first thing. That's step one. Then step two is actually becoming that person. So now that we know exactly what went wrong so we can correct those behaviors, how we can be the best version of ourselves, how are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. If that means, you know what, I need to enroll back in school because I want to make more money. I want to be more established. Um, I want to look at my credit report and I need to clean that up because finances are important to me for my mate. So right. if I'm concerned about his finances, then I need to make sure that I'm investing in my own. If mm-hmm. it's, oh, I have low self-esteem because I, I hate my smile and I, I don't, you know, I hide my smile. I don't feel good about it. Maybe it's braces for you. If it's fitness, whatever it is, the second step is stepping up to be that better person. Right. And then the last step is sitting back. We have to sit back and we have to allow love to come to us naturally. And I don't mean, again, to go back to the old point, I don't mean expecting organic meetups. You still have to be proactive in meeting people, but we're not going to be thirsty. Mm -hmm. We're not going to chase after anybody. If they made it abundantly clear that they are not interested in you, then you let it go. We're not chasing after people who are not an appropriate match just for saying that we have a man on our arm or a woman on our arm, right? So we have to self-reflect, step up, and then sit back. Yeah. I I definitely, uh, I mean, everything that you're saying uh, is definitely things that I have been saying. And especially from my own experience, like, doing that work, like going to therapy and, you know, doing that self-reflection to see where it is that I went wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding like maybe if I had paid attention to those red flags, I would have never been with this person or realizing like maybe I was in a bad space when I met this person, you know, and um, I think that's important, especially moving forward um, when you're looking for a new relationship or, you know, just looking for a possible mate is, like you said, just making sure that you're the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever baggage you had in the past, like just leaving that there and making sure that you're not carrying that over into your next relationship and that you're not holding that person accountable for the things that you've, you know, come across in your past. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, of course... As adults, we're going to learn from our experiences and we're going to become wiser and more astute and more sharp. But Mm -hmm. exactly what you said, we're not going to hold the next person accountable for what the last person did. So I might be a little bit more mindful, like my eyes might be open a little bit more. If I Mm -hmm. see repeat behavior, I'm going to be a little bit more aware, but I'm not going to just start spazzing because the last guy who did this ended up like that. And so you must be becoming like him. That's not the case. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, 
And so, like, I feel like every, like, you talked about my whole life in just the past few minutes. You know, like, um, my ex has been, you know, after we got divorced, he went on and had a baby with someone else. And it was just like, you know, the initial shock of it was like, I wanted a baby and you just didn't want a baby with me. Like, Mm -hmm. you could have just told me that. But it was just like, well, what's wrong with me? That you didn't want a baby with me. And we were married. Like, you went and had a baby with a random. But, you know, I and when I found out the news, I immediately called my therapist and was just like, and he's like, you were doing so well. You can't let this set you back. You Mm -hmm. know, and it's just like, you know, like, just talking me off the ledge. Because, I mean, he did get, I did cuss him out. You know, once I had found out, like, oh, this this what we doing now mm-hmm. we just getting random bitches pregnant now like mm-hmm. you know and it was just like you you can't be upset because like you said maybe he foresaw that this wasn't meant to be you know that's exactly what i was going to say so we need to reframe this and we can reframe this in so many different ways mm-hmm. one of it could be god saved you Pooh, I say all the time, God be looking out for you, girl. <laughs> right? Maybe God saved you and knew that if you had a baby with this man, that it would not be what was best for you, him, or that child. Mm-hmm. Reframe it to be, all right, so maybe you saw a picture of the baby shower and the woman looked beautiful, she was glowing, but maybe she kept that baby and he didn't want the child. I'm not saying anything negative about oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. child. I'm just saying, you know, we don't know. <laughs> we so don't when, know these situations. We don't know. So when you say, well, what about me? The difference is, is that when y'all spoke about having a baby and he said, I'm not ready yet, you respected that. And you said, okay, we'll hold off. We'll, you know, do the protection or whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe if he had that conversation with this young lady, she would have said, oh, well, if I get pregnant, I get pregnant. And then now there's a child in this world that he may have not initially wanted. Yeah. Right. So there's so many ways that we could look at it. And, and again, and, he, and even he could tell you, he could say, no, the baby was planned. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So we're going to go with I'm going to frame this in a way that's going to allow me to be able to move on quickly. And I'm going to assume because that's me. I'm going to assume that this was God's doing. Because had I had a child with him, the divorce would have been messy. You may have not wanted to leave but for the sake of the child. The child's being raised in a home where the parents are necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so maybe many that, that might have been a come up. That might have yeah. been a come up of your life. I, I'm telling you when, you know, after I got past the whole situation, I was like, that was just God's way of saying he was not the man for me. You know, this was not the person I was supposed to be a co-parent with, whether that was we were parenting together in the same house or parenting separately. This was not the plan. He was not in God's plans for me. So, you know, that's what allowed me to move forward and pass the situation because it was just like, you know, if I, I had to reframe it like, you know, it wasn't me. You know, like you said, maybe it was an accident and here we are. You know, but like you said, we don't know these things. But all I can do is remove myself, my emotions out of the situation Mm -hmm. and just think realistically, think logically about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, what I find is that I try to apply logic and reason with my clients and it helps you to process your emotions because what you'll realize a lot of your emotions are not stoked in reality. It's Mm -hmm. not stoked in fact. It's stoked in it's it's stoked in uh, opinion. It's stoked in assumptions. And so let's know the fact is we don't know what the circumstances are. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that you believe in God. You have a spiritual connection to God and know that he has your best interest at heart at all times. Mm-hmm. And so if it didn't happen, it's probably a blessing. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I said, ooh, I pray for that girl, for, for the man that she got, but that's on you, girl. God spared me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, what, what other things do you find when dealing with your clients as far as like, you know, just negative things that they're doing in their search for love? Mm-hmm. So... One of the things that I find that that's problematic for clients as they go through the process is that um, they have a hard time coming up with a realistic list of qualities or expectations from their mate. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, they'll have the laundry list of 35 things and they're all unnegotiable and you must, and you must, and you must, and you must. We have to be realistic. We're all human beings and we're all flawed. And so what my recommendation is to anybody and everybody is that you need to have a consist list of five things, five characteristics or five qualifications or five, whatever you want to call it, five non-negotiables, five things that a mate must have. And if he or she doesn't have those things and you're going to assess that, we'll talk about assessment in a minute, in a minute, but if they don't have those things, then it's not an appropriate match. You're going to keep it moving. But if you're looking to assess whether or not somebody has 35 things, that's not practical. I now, of course, unrealistic. it's unrealistic. And now, of course, the person that you meet may above and beyond and exceed what you're looking for. But these are the five core items that they must have before you even start dating. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about assessment. That's another issue. Folks are not doing the, the appropriate vetting. They're not assessing, right? So what my recommendation is, is the following timeline. The first step is you meet the person either organically, but more realistically through a dating app. Mm -hmm. That's that first interaction, right? Now you're messaging each other usually through the app. From there, usually someone says, let's exchange numbers. Now you're texting. We do not go from the dating app to the DM to texting to dating. Mm -mm -mm. Dating app, the DMs, the texting, after texting, we got to speak on the phone. Girl, and let me tell you why. Let me get a FaceTime. <laughs> and that, that, that's about to be my next step, too. But one step at a time. So we mm-hmm. get on the phone. I need to speak to you. I need to know your cadence. Because a lot of times, things get lost in translation when you text. Yes, Jokes yes, get yes. lost. Mm-hmm. It gets awkward. So I need to speak to you so I can, I can get a better understanding of who you are and learn who you are and learn your background. How am I going to get to know you if I don't speak to you? Text messaging is not enough. Yeah. So from the text to the phone calls, from phone calls, FaceTime. And I know some people are not big fans of communicating that way, but I need at least one FaceTime because I need to know that who I think I'm speaking to based on the photos on the app is who I'm actually speaking to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, and, and let, let's look at the other side. I don't want the other person to be disappointed in me either. Because right. of course, we're presenting our best self when our hair is freshly done, we have on a nice new dress or what have you. So I need, to know that that person is seeing me for who I am and they are just as excited as they were when they saw me on the app. Mm. If they're not, then we can end things right here and then no one's feelings are hurt. Right. So we need the FaceTime. Gotta make sure I am who I am, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. From the FaceTime, we go to the meetup. That's before the date. Yeah. So again, a lot of men complain about women using them for meals and all kind of foolishness and oh, what I have to spend so much for a date. So how about we stop rushing to the date Mm-hmm. And we really invest in getting to know the person with the steps that I just provided. And so by the time you get to the date, you don't feel like oh, I'm spending all this money because you already like her. 
Right. So it's not a big deal for you to invest in her because y'all been talking for weeks. Mm-hmm. You've gotten to know each other. And so mm-hmm. by the time you get to the date and the check is $200, it's not a huge deal to you because you already know her and you're already somewhat invested. Right, right, right. So dating app, DM, text message, phone calls, FaceTime, meetup. It could be, in, it should be in public because we, we strangers here. Right. So it's the coffee shop or a walk in the park or whatever. Then from there, we go on the first date and then now we're dating. Right, right. And that's the process. That definitely sounds very logical. And I think if you are using like the paid for apps, like you said, Match.com, eHarmony, you're going to run into people who are more open to that process versus it being like, oh, let's hook up. Mm-hmm. You looking crazy when you done hooked up with this man and you like, or this woman, and you like, well, what about going on a date? You don't want right. to know me because now you done started a physical relationship with somebody and now they probably don't see you in any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the other very important part of that too is your messaging, the way you present on the app. So when I work with my clients, I have them submit to me their profiles on every one of the dating apps they're on and also on their social media. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I include social media is because your presentation on your app is almost just as as important as what it is on social media because people are going to research you. They're going to ask to follow you. And so you want to make sure that you are presenting your best self and you want to make sure that your messaging is consistent from your app to your social media. So let me give you an example. Let's say on the dating app that you say that you're looking for um, someone who's spiritual, someone who's religious, someone who believes in God, right? Mm -hmm. A godly person. And so that's your messaging on the app. And then you go on social media and you're cursing, you're smoking weed, you're drinking, you're doing a whole bunch of things that may not be seen as God-like or Jesus-like or Christian-like. And Mm -hmm. this is not judgment. I'm just, you know, giving an example. So now when this quote unquote good Christian man finds you on a dating app and then he does his research and then he's looking online and you're presenting a completely different person than what you're presenting online, that's a problem. So we have to make sure that our messaging is consistent. Now, if you want like kind of religious, kind of ratchet, then you need to be able to present that on the Mm -hmm. apps consistently so that you are making sure that whatever you're putting out is what you're getting right back. It's not even fair to them. If you're inconsistent, they need to know that what they find on the dating app is what they're going to find on social media, which is what they're going to find when they communicate with you. So continuity between your dating apps, messaging on your dating apps and on your social media is important. You need to make sure that you are qualifying these potential mates early in the game. You make it clear what you're looking for. You use language like looking for marriage, looking for commitment, want a family, looking for children. And some people might say that's a little too fresh mm-hmm. or a little bit too forward, and they may be right. But guess what? As women in our 30s and 40s, if we want to have children, time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. The eggs are drying up. And so I don't have the, the opportunity to be coy. I can't be cute with this. I'm not 25. So yeah. I'm going to make it abundantly clear what I want. And then so if someone says, oh, she's a little too fresh for me, then he's not an appropriate match, and that's okay. Right. It doesn't make him bad. It doesn't make me good. It just says, okay, you and I are not on the same page. But there's going to be men who are going to say, oh, yes, I want to get married. It yeah. may not be to Allison, mm-hmm. but it may be, to, all right, I'm glad that Allison believes in the institution of marriage. Um, oh, Allison wants to have children? Good, I do too. Or Allison doesn't want to have children. Right. Neither do I. Great. 
Right. So we need to start vetting people from the beginning, from the messaging and continuity on our pages. Yeah, I think that's that's good information because you know that one little post on social media like, oh, this is what my LinkedIn, my Facebook, my Instagram, and this is what my Tinder look like. And you basically got four different people. Mm-hmm. And... and- yeah, and when you go and look at people's pages, you know, when you're doing your investigative work, and like you said, the person is saying, oh, I'm religious, whatever, whatever, but then you go to their social media, and they doing all this ungodly-like things, and you just like, nah, you ain't mm-hmm. the one. So I definitely uh, believe that your what you're asking should be presented, you know, mm-hmm. or, like who you are needs to definitely be presented appropriately. Uh, across mm-hmm. all social media right but if you are the turn up person right there's nothing wrong with that either yeah, it's if not you're the turn up person that just needs to be continuous because mm-hmm. we want to attract appropriate matches and we want to uh, repel inappropriate matches so yeah. if somebody isn't about that nightlife like i'm about that nightlife i want to be out i want to have fun like that's my thing mm-hmm. then i need to portray that consistently so if someone says oh great she likes to have fun and go out and party and you know clubs whatever your thing is then that's the kind of match you want then that's what you need to portray portray the truth whatever yeah. the truth is and make it consistent mm-hmm. for sure for sure so um what so kind of like getting away from the actual um conversation about what you're doing wrong what made you get into this career Mm-hmm. So I've been uh, a counselor for about 10 years now, mm-hmm. um, working with young adults, working with teens. And uh, with COVID and everything that's occurred in this year, what I started to notice are like these little articles and things that will pop up in regards to, uh, you know, folks are staying home now, we're in quarantine and, and marriages are being tested and relationships are being tested. And do you really know your partner? Because now we're together 24-7 and we're not leading these extremely independent lives anymore Mm. now we're really getting to know who we are right Right. and so they were talking about how divorce rates are going to go up as a result and so on and so forth and so i thought to myself this would be a great opportunity for me to transition a bit in my career to start working with adults and doing what i already naturally do with my friends and my family members but um in a professional way and in regards with covid i'm noticing a lot of people are needing that help and that guidance and it's again especially because folks can't go out to meet people organically mm-hmm. then that means that they're going to be in a tough spot where they don't know what to do next they don't know what steps to take so i thought this would just be a great opportunity for me to expand mm-hmm. on my pre-existing skills to help women like me mm-hmm. who have had struggles in their romantic life to kind of guide them through these difficult times. Yeah, because I know, so even before COVID, like I like to travel and stuff like that, but I'm more of a homebody type individual. And my friend used to be like, girl, you're not going to meet your man sitting on the couch. Like he's just not going to break into your house and then nickel your man, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, like I've dibbled and dabbled with online dating, but I've never taken it too seriously because I'm like I want to meet somebody organically so when you're like you know don't be afraid of online dating um I think it's important to say that because we are stuck on you know I want to meet somebody organically that's not Mm -hmm. how you meet people or you can't meet someone organically but 
how are you going to meet them if you're not going out, if you're not meeting people at the grocery store, the gym, the mm. library, you like, especially during COVID, you're not doing these things. So how else do you anticipate to meet someone? So you have to be open to the possibility of online dating. And um, like I said, I'm still dibbling and dabbling. I ain't, I ain't jumped, you know, in the deep end just yet, but um, maybe once I get back to the States, I'll take it a little bit more, you know, put a little bit more seriousness into the situation. Um, but I think it's important that people here, you know, be okay with it. Like this is a thing. This is how we interact now. So right. especially people using Instagram as the hookup site too. <laughs> yep. And so that's why I keep preaching about making sure that your message is consistent because everything is linked in is a dating site okay like every opportunity that people have to connect they're going to connect and do human-like things if it means business so obviously people are selling on social media right yeah if it means um dating like people are using it to dm and you know it goes down in the dms all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so if you think that folks aren't checking out your social media or if you think that people aren't meeting i mean i, I know it was trending on on twitter a couple of weeks ago like how it started versus how we are now yeah and so many of those screenshots were dms mm -hmm. twitter dms instagram dms that's how folks are meeting so we have to use the tools that have been provided by society by god to mm -hmm. meet people we use the internet for almost every other occasion so why would we not do it to meet the partner that we deserve right and that's that's definitely true i think um and especially if you want to date you have to be open to the process you you can't be one foot in one foot out like you're not going to meet the person that you're that you deserve or that you're meant to be with if you're not fully open Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely you have to be open and that's like i said the last step in the process of the clients i work with is that you sit back and allow love to come into your life we're no longer jaded by the end of the process of working with me as your coach you're no longer angry your confidence is up you know that you are now your best self and so you are now open to date someone to leave the baggage you learn from the baggage Mm -hmm. It becomes a part of who you are so that you're more astute and you're more aware, but right. you're not dragging the baggage into the new relationship and punishing someone who doesn't deserve punishment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and I think that's important. Like, don't hold other people accountable for what you've been through in the past because they're coming to you as a new person with different experiences. And how can you be open to that? if you still holding on to the past. And so I think a lot of people, like when I see people jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, I'm just kind of like, so what is the breakdown and why you have so many relationships and there's no gaps in between? And maybe you need to evaluate and like you said, that, that self-evaluation and just ask like, is it me? What am I doing? What have I done wrong? Um, and I think a lot of people don't see that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that's a very important step. Because if you don't reflect on where you've gone wrong in the past, then how are you going to correct the behavior? You're going to end up in this cycle of, of pain and this cycle of disappointment because you keep attracting the same type of person and you keep making the same mistake over and over again because you never learned that you made a mistake in the first place. Right, exactly. And... Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly 
agree with that concept. I've never been the person, the type of person that jumps from one relationship to the next. It's it's years worth of gaps in between my relationships. You know, like, of course, I date here and there, but as far as anything serious, there's always, like, gaps, you know, in between it because I'm just, like, I want to give myself the opportunity to get over or get past whatever the situation was. And if there is some healing within myself or something that I needed to learn, like a takeaway, you know, I want to have that time to to devote to that, that, you know, just that time period to get through what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You need time to decompress. You need time to reflect. You need time to work on who you are. Now, it doesn't mean that it has to take, you know, months or years, but you have to take that time to reevaluate and make sure that you're on the right path so that you don't waste two or three more years with someone who you're not compatible with, who's just not an appropriate match. Exactly. But I, I like the, you know, the five non-negotiables versus like, oh, I got this laundry list of things that I'm looking for in a mate. And I totally subscribe to the idea of, you know, being what it is that you're asking for. Like you said, if I'm asking for you to have good credit, be financially responsible, I need to be the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm... The whole fitness part, I'm just like, if that's what you into, cool. I got my spurts, but don't don't be like, oh, you need to be in the gym, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, I dated this one guy one time, and he was like, you always talking about food. And I'm like, because I like food. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, I used to be fat, but I don't like talking about being fat. And I'm like, okay, that's you. Mm-hmm. He like, you need to get in the gym. Pause. You met me this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna be until I decide to change it. Mm-hmm. That's not show call to make. Right, so, I agree. Right. You know, the whole compa- compatibility part is important. You know, mm-hmm. like me personally, I don't want to be with anybody. Like, I feel like you, of course, should be able to learn from the person that you're with. But I don't want to feel like that person is telling me how I need to live my life. Right. You know? Um, And that just goes back into being able to assess and evaluate, you know, the person that you're talking to and especially text messaging. A lot of stuff, stuff gets lost in translation through text message. And so we need to have those phone conversations to ensure like, you know, what, what the intent of what you're saying, saying is being met. Right. Um, that and then when you're FaceTiming, you know, sometimes you need those facial expressions to go along yep. with the conversation because you could be telling me one thing, but then your facial expression is like, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> right, right. And then the other key point about phone calls and FaceTime is that I'm trying to assess what the environment is like around you. So if every time we speak on the phone, it's FaceTime is in your car, every time. What's going on in the house? Why can't I see, not where you live, like in terms of an address if we're not there yet, but like the background. Is it that you live with somebody that you didn't tell me you live with? Are there babies Mm -hmm. that you didn't tell me that existed? Um, Is it a mess? Are you a hoarder? Like, you know, like we need to assess a lot Mm -hmm. of things before we take it to the next step. So we're not disappointed later on. Yeah, um, I had a situation like that before. The guy would only call me when he would leave the house. And the one time he did call me in the house, he was in a closet talking about this, the only place I get service. And I called him out and I'm like, that don't make sense. So mm-hmm. out your whole house, you only get service in this, in, in the closet. 
I'm like, spare me. I'm like, you ain't got no dummy over here. I don't believe in that. You know, we stopped talking, but I'm just like, if if you just trying to hook up, like, let that be known. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't be trying to fool people and bamboozle people into to talking to you. Right, 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 right. And and or do not allow me or do not trick me to be a part of some kind of situation that I don't want to be a part of. Like exactly. don't don't try to rope me in and then now you have somebody else you're with and now we're breaking other people. Like please. Because if your woman call me, I'm putting your ass on blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot mess express. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Do not involve me in your foolishness. At minimum, we need to be upfront with whoever we're seeing. So if, if you're trying to do rendezvous or what have you, then at least, at least, at minimum, let the new person know what they're walking into and let them make their decision accordingly. Exactly. Like, give me the option to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong in these instances is that you so busy trying to get what you're trying to get out of the situation that you underestimate what the other person is open to, you know? And so it's it's just like, yeah, this person may may not be down with what you asking for, but somebody else will. Mm -hmm, You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I, I would rather you get a willing participant than for you to try and, you know, like I said, bamboozle somebody into a situation that they don't want a part of. Yep, absolutely. Please give me the option to make a choice. But again, we're talking about somebody who's willing to cheat or somebody who's willing to mislead. So the chances of them giving a stranger the option to choose while whoever they're actually with doesn't is few and far between. Exactly. But, um, you know, I appreciate you for coming on the show today. Um, Do you have any final words that you would like to give? Sure. So if I can plug myself Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm Allison from Align with Allison. I am a dating and relationship coach based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My website is alignwithallison.com. That's A-L-I-G-N with Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N.com. I'm also at Align with Allison on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I do host coaching sessions. Um, I also have free introductory calls. So feel free to go on my website. Again, alignwithallison.com. Check me out. Vet me, as I tell people to vet their potential mates. And then if you think that we are a good match, then, you know, book that call and let's see if there's something I can do to help you find the partner that you deserve. Definitely. So, you know, you guys, uh, like I said, the podcast in itself is about relationships life with the emphasis on relationships. I feel that relationships are a big part of um, how we navigate through life. You know, whether it is your relationships with your family, your friends, your mate, these are things that deal with your social well-being. And so um, it's important that we have the conversations that we have on this show. And I definitely hope that you guys get something from this. And you know, Just keep tuning in. And as always, I appreciate it. So you guys can look at my website at keykingwithcocopodcast.com. My Instagram and Twitter are keykingwithcoco. And then, of course, you can always DM me or shoot me an email. And you can do all of this through my website, 
Um, there are links to my Instagram and Twitter and my email. So, you know, there are plenty of ways to get in contact with me. And as always, you know, keep tuning in. And until next time, bye.